0: everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and I just saw a movie that I don't really know what to think about. And because of that, I have pulled in two other people to talk about this film with me. We've got Anthony Lowry from some prior episodes. Anthony, welcome. Hey, how we doing? Doing well, glad you're here. And a newcomer who, for those of you following his career, uh, we've collaborated a couple of times, but Mr. Brian Lee of United We Fan, Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, and Babu's Frickin' Podcast. Brian, how you doing? You could say we are Venom. Ooh, could <laughs> we'll, we'll find out by the end of this if we if we decide that, if we are Venom. But yes, uh, that that is what we will be talking about today, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. All three of us were lucky. Uh... We're able to see this film uh, today. And so here we are talking about it. I would like to call out before we dive in. Uh, For those of you interested or having seen Star Wars Visions, I was lucky enough to uh, be on Brian's podcast uh, along with Mark Valentine and uh, was it um, Mike Ruby? and robert clauser on uh, babu's freaking podcast you guys can find that on all of the different places you can or if you want to see mine and everyone else's faces check it out on youtube we dive into all of the episodes of star wars visions and finish that off with some recommendations for anthony of the top three episodes which we agreed were the duel the twins and the ninth jedi uh but yeah brian that was an awesome episode last night had a blast with you
1: yeah that was that was a lot of fun. i I was able to listen to some of it uh, today. and I think we put on a good show.
0: I'm excited about it, yeah. yeah. it breezed by even though it was longer than some of the normal ones we've done, but it felt like it was only you know thirty minutes. With that said, uh, the other thing, too, I would point out is just recently uh, Disney set out a reminder or news an- announcement that they have, uh, I guess, settled or agreed upon an undisclosed amount of money with Scarlett Johansson. So that entire thing is over and done. Thank goodness. Uh, any thoughts on that? Did you guys have any reactions or even care about that? I was
1: in Venom. I've been home for 20 minutes. I This is news to me. I did not. Oh, yes. Just, yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, that's yes. cool. I hope that means the Tower of Terror movies back on.
0: Uh, yes, it is confirmed. The Let me find the exact wording on it. But uh, this would be from Mr. Or I guess Scarlett Johansson said, I'm happy to have resolved our differences with Disney. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to continuing our collaboration in the years to come. And Disney Studios chairman Alan Bergman said, I'm very pleased that we've been able to come to a mutual agreement with Scarlett Johansson regarding Black Widow. We appreciate her contributions to the MCU and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects, including Disney's Tower of Terror. And the terms of the deal were not disclosed, of course. But uh, yeah, so that, that that had to have been like, at, at least I'm seeing here like six o'clock, so like an hour ago that was released.
1: That's exciting. I'm, I'm actually really happy about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there's uh, no more bad blood and they pay everyone the... Billions of dollars they're owed for becoming a Marvel superhero. So that's great. But speaking of Marvel, let's dive into something that isn't quite Marvel, but technically is in association with Marvel, which is Venom Let There Be Carnage. Again, premiering today uh, and fully coming out in theaters tomorrow, October 1st, directed by Andy Serkis and starring uh, all of the classic hits from the last film, including uh, Tom Hardy as Venom. And a interesting turn by, uh, I always forget his name, but who, who is it that plays Cleas Cassidy? Woody we, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yes, by Woody. I thought he did good. Also, uh, one of my favorite performances in the film, too, Naomi Harris playing Shriek. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one. But the movie clocks in at an hour and 30 minutes even, which is including credits, which were about nine minutes. So this movie is, I think, less than an hour and 20. Uh, either way. Uh, let's just start with, before we dive into spoilers, uh, what were your guys' overall thoughts, Brian? I'll I'll start with you. Uh, I'm just now making
1: sure, because the entire time I saw Naomi Naomi Harris as Shriek on the screen, it had to be the the woman from Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice yes! To have, it's nice to have full confirmation that that is her. Um, no, I'm a, I, a very mixed bag of emotions, post-credit scene included. I thought this movie left a lot to be... Desired. I thought there was a lot that required explanation that just didn't come. Uh, There was some really cool visuals, especially in that final battle scene. Uh, But beyond that, I think I liked the first one better, and I didn't care for the first one either.
0: Interesting take. Okay, we'll be diving into that one for sure. Anthony, you share the same thoughts?
2: Uh, Also mixed bag, but I enjoyed this. I had fun with it. I had no expectations whatsoever from it, but I, I think it was a lot of fun. I, uh, You know, a lot of the appeal of going to the movies, especially to see something like this, is just to go and forget about the daily stressors of life and just sit down for an hour and a half, two hours and just relax, sit back and enjoy whatever they've given you. So I I enjoyed what we got. I I agree with Brian. There was a lot left to be desired and some things that should have been explained, but then it just would have been even longer and even longer. yeah, I don't well I don't think we needed it to be any longer than ninety minutes, but
0: not an hour and forty five?
2: Extra fifteen
0: minutes wouldn't hurt, you think?
2: I think the pacing would have been off. I mean this they just started and ended and just screamed at you the entire movie. Yeah, it they, really did feel that way. Which is ironic considering that sound is a weakness. <laughs> and they literally just like scream at you for ninety minutes. <laughs> they scream yeah. the plot at you for an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> I, I will say I, I think I could benefit from a second viewing simply because I sat between a guy and a lady behind me who thought everything was the greatest thing they'd ever seen, clapping for the full 90 minutes, no
0: way.
1: <laughs> laughing, every time talked about wanting to eat people like we get it. Why do you think it's funny every time? It was not a great movie experience either. So that's part of it.
0: Isn't it interesting that their movie going experience was, they're probably coming out of it going, I want them on the show of like, oh, this was a 10 out of 10. This is awesome. But the way that they viewed it caused you to like it less. <laughs> they are toxic in that sense. And we will get into that as well. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the first Venom, but I did check my IMDB rating for Venom one. And that was a five. Uh, and I'm, really questioning if this is anything higher than a six but we'll see by the end of this if i bump it to a seven i too feel like i liked that it was 90 minutes i i felt like i wasn't that invested in it the whole time which again fine but by the end of it i was like yeah they're really about to just end this right now aren't they and yep they they did it was a little quick for the superhero movie of the day but in a way it felt very venom in that in that regard just because this one just felt like they released the hounds in a sense like everything that people liked about the last venom they said let's amp that up to 10 and and see if people like that too and if they don't at least they're only here for thir- an hour and a half so um, yeah, like I said, I love Naomi Harris. I was, I was like, okay, yeah, she's from James Bond. But I was like, she's a hundred percent from Pirates of the Caribbean because she's got the the same hair, the same eye. I was like, they were probably like, <laughs> Naomi, look, do you remember that role you had in Pirates? We're basically going to do the exact same thing with your outfit. And she was like, that's great. I love Pirates. So, was so um, sure it was her, which is what
1: made me not sure it was her. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay with faces and names, but you can trick me pretty easily. So I just wasn't positive until I had to look it up.
0: Yeah, well, and good for her for being in this, too, because she also did Moonlight. She's a, a very talented actor. and Yeah, uh,
2: this, this had four Academy Award-nominated actors. <laughs> were you
0: including it? Andy Serkis? Uh, Wasn't he? no.
2: He's been nominated a
0: few times for, uh, hasn't he? For, like, yeah. uh, Planet of the Apes and, and Lord of the Rings. Who's the fourth? Yeah.
1: Naomi Harris, Tom Hardy, Michelle and
0: Williams. I wonder
2: who the fourth Woody four? Harrelson. Oh, Woody oh yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, like, the main four and then you get venom let there like a name <laughs> let there be carnage with four academy award nominees in it yeah how they pull we that even, off. <laughs> we even get to hear him say
0: let there be carnage uh so from here on out we're, we're gonna start discussing the movie we're gonna dive into it so for those of you that are wanting to wait on this uh we will be talking about spoilers so come back and check out the rest of this or if you don't care and you really want to know what we think stick around and we'll start talking about it so I'm like I said. I'm going to try and kind of walk us through this film. I don't. It's so short. There's so little that happens, and so much at the same time. The movie kind of picks up after the first Venom. Eddie and Venom are BFFs now. They're they're fully. I don't. Well, maybe not BFFs, but they're definitely fully connected. They're constantly going back and forth all the time. Every moment of the movie has Venom saying something in it, which again I think is a reverberation of the last Venom movie that they wanted more Venom in this movie. Uh, What did you guys think about that? Just the whole, the Eddie and Venom relationship, Anthony, I'll, I'll start with you on that one.
2: I loved it. I laughed so much in this movie and I didn't think I would. I just loved the, it was, it was like a buddy, like a rom-com buddy rom-com almost between the two of them, just bickering back and forth. Uh, You know, when he, when he tells him to eat Sonny and share the chickens and he goes, we're best friends. (laughs) <laughs> and then, uh, Snooky was the name of the tire he had, I believe. Oh,
0: Jesus! And he
2: he was like, "Stop trying to eat everything." This is why we have Snooky. <laughs> I just and I the holes in the of,
0: ceiling too.
2: <laughs> yeah, so many holes in the ceiling. Also, the chocolate. I feel like there's a better way to get chocolate other than just shoving M and M's down your throat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was strange, Brian. What about you? There's no better
1: tasting way to get chocolate, though. Like, I mean, in, I don't know, but. I, I mean, all the stuff in the apartment, like, actually was pretty good. It worked for me. I didn't – again, him talking to each other, like, they they took what worked in the first one and then amped it up to 11 um, without any question. There was just – it was nonstop venom in his head, which would be annoying. I mean, I think that's what they're trying to, to get across, and I think they were successful at that. Um, I mean, they didn't ever deal with the neighbors again like they did in the first one near as much. So they just – they just took what people liked and, and put it up there. All the apartment stuff was good. They kind of paid off the two thousand dollar television. Who pays two grand for that size of television in twenty twenty one? Like that joke. Know, yeah. that joke is from two thousand and five at this point. But I mean, it just it was it was fine. The Sonny and share the chickens, all that kind of stuff. Him wanting to eat brains, like we 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 get it. But it, I mean, the, that stuff, the rom com stuff that Anthony was talking about. I mean, it, it worked.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was definitely laughing at some spots of it. Some of it I was just like kind of like you were saying, Brian, with those people who were laughing the whole time, like not every single joke was funny. And there were a couple of them it were just like, okay, that's fine. But then there were certain ones that totally caught me off guard. And I was like, okay, that was actually really funny. Like I loved any time that he actually interacted with people and you could see the psychosis coming. And he, like <laughs> when he goes to the jail and just says, shut up to the lady. And she's like, excuse me? And he's, he's like, like, sorry, I, I, I think I I'm just g- having a, a mental break. I'm having a panic attack. I
2: guess <laughs> I can't explain
0: myself there. I'm having a panic <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. Attack, and they still let him into this prison to, to talk to a prisoner but whatever yeah i think that you know i saw something about that too of just they really pared this movie down like they they said okay you know they were a fan of the lady at the convenience store and mrs chu i believe her name was and uh, a couple of other people let's just have a few interactions with them and that's it like let's not go into any other area of venom and eddie's life i mean you know him showing up in that police officer like asking for his help I wasn't even following that to begin with. Cause I, I get the piece where he was like, you know, he's looking for you, Eddie, but then he's got this whole grudge against Eddie. And I was like, where's this coming from? Like, I didn't see, I, I mean, I get it in the movie cause he becomes, he kind of hates him in the movie, but like, how did he even get to that point? Did he hate him before or something? I, I have no idea.
2: Can we refer to him as store brand Donnie Wahlberg?
0: <laughs> yeah, we certainly can. Or we can refer <laughs> to him. I, I think I saw something saying that, uh, He's he's toxin. He uh, one of the venom symbiotes in, in the comics. The there's that bit at the very end where well, his uh, yeah, eyes the end. are glowing. And yeah. I guess his character's name that's the exact same character name as toxin, who's a symbiote of Carnages, that apparently Carnage and Venom team up with to fight against at some point in the comics. I have not read that, but I don't think I I know we're jumping to the end. Like I said, this is going to be kind of all over the place, just like the movie. I'll, I'll just ask you guys, do you think they're going to make another Venom movie?
1: Yes. Yep, and I'm afraid of who's going to be the co-star.
0: Yeah, or, or, we'll un- and we'll save that. Hey, do you guys want to save that until the end, or should we just yeah, dive we in? We can save right?
1: it. I, I think okay. there absolutely will be, because I think this movie's going to do at least $500 million. Well, Really? Do you think not, more overseas? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I think it's gonna do I think it would have done five hundred million in twenty eighteen dollars. So I think it's gonna be successful enough from a post pandemic world to at least warrant doing a third.
2: Okay. And I know Andy Circus has already said in an interview he believes there's a lot of material out there for characters that were in uh, what was the what was like the psych ward that Shriek was in? Ravencroft. Raven Ravencroft. Yeah. He basically said he thinks there's a lot of, of mileage of Story left in Ravencroft. That makes me really
0: sad, and o- only because, look, I don't have <laughs> Venom and Car- Carnage is one of my favorite villains in Marvel. He's always has been. He's so crazy and, and villainous, and I've grown to really like Venom from the comics too. And so seeing these movies. I, and I thought that too. I was like, they're going to make another one, and they're going to say something like that. Oh, there's so much mileage in the comics, and you even see it at the end of the credits. They thank a lot of the comic book writers, some of them who I didn't even catch any kind of references to. But I'm sure that means they were referencing their material, and probably will in the future. And it just sucks that Sony's the one that's kind of making it, and that they're not going to try and go in a new direction or something like that. Especially if it's uh, you know with a certain someone.
1: So now's as good a time as any to ask you Alex. I've been wanting to ask you since in the movie it never answered it. Like I thought Carnage was his own symbiote. In this one he's he's just an offspring of, of Venom. Like they, they that's one of the things that required lots of
0: explanation and we never never got it. Yeah, that's actually identical to what happens in the comics. Is Eddie? Br- it's not the exact same, but Eddie Brock is in prison at one point, and Cletus Cassidy's in like a cell next to him, or is his cell mate, and he cuts himself on something, and it's like his blood that kind of transfers over to him, and that's why it's it's red. Uh, so yeah, in all of the instances, it, it is like the child of Venom in that sense. Most of the symbiotes in the comics are spawns of each other, okay. or they come from the planet. But like Carnage, Toxin. I don't know about the other ones, but I know those two now are both kind of spawns of Venom in a sense. There's a few others, too, throughout time that spawn from Venom. He's got a lot of, you know, spawns, but uh, but yeah, so that was it. So I guess, I, I mean, did you, were you confused by that?
1: Yeah, like I just, if it's his spawn, like why does he hate him? Um, I guess is, I, I, I just don't understand. And I, I haven't seen the first one in a long time. So, I mean, that could be yeah. some explanation there, but. Like, I just don't understand how it goes from being part of him to then being his mortal enemy and it's being the red one like I mean that was that was pretty funny like it's a red one we need to leave like
0: so, <laughs> yeah that was good like, like
1: all the church stuff at the end was actually like some of the visuals in it were fantastic oh, yeah. um, and I actually really liked the church scene I just didn't like how we how we got there, but I felt the the explanation of Carnage. One, one of my biggest frustrations is when he finally showed up on screen. I took a look at my watch, and it was literally halfway through the ninety-minute runtime, and we didn't get enough of Carnage. Uh, his reveal was cool through the smoke in that chamber. I thought that was really good, um, but I just I, we didn't get enough Carnage, and I, 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 as a non, near not to your level, Alex, for sure, of of comic book understanding, I just didn't feel like the character was hashed out for the casual fan to to get it.
0: Yeah. Again, this would have benefited from being a longer movie to have more time to dive into Carnage in that sense. But part of it is like he he bonds to a serial killer. And again, that's why they like they go into way more detail in the comics about how psychotic Cletus is. And he's kind of crazy in here but i just i never got the woody harrelson bit i get that they probably were like he was crazy enough and natural born killers that like this would be perfect for him but cletus in the comics is like this skinny kind of creepy cackling type of person and when the symbiote bonds with him it kind of takes on that piece of its personality and uh, kind of dials it up to a hundred because the symbiotes oftentimes will feed off of the character they're they're bonded to, and because Cletus is so crazy, that's why Carnage is so crazy. And again, okay. I, I didn't think you really see that in the movie. Like, there's a couple of bits you see it through exposition, right? Like the drawings on the wall, the the way he writes, and all that stuff. You're like, oh, this guy's crazy. But anytime he ever talked, it was always just like. Oh, you're just you, – you seem more methodical than you do kind of crazy because he just talks really slow.
2: Well, and crazy. you even you even see like the, the cartoon drawings, the animation of when he killed his grandma throwing oh, her down yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And through the uh, hairdryer in the bathtub with mom. But then like you see when he goes into that convenience store looking for the internet and he just jumps over and then like almost like Joker-like just stops on the guy's head yep. and is like – like hey we want to make sure you guys know that guy is not getting up he's a goner
0: yeah yeah that that part i really like when that happened i was like oh that's totally carnage or totally cletus cassidy but some of the other bits again where he's like falling in love with shriek and i I don't remember if that's a bit in the comics but it was like kalitas doesn't love anybody like all he cares he doesn't even really love himself like all he cares about is killing people that's it and so they they kind of took some liberties there but i think that's they that's why because by the end of it that whole bit with the red wedding uh was like oh of course (laughs) like oh i need to have venom here you need to have eddie here and we need this cop here so here's a great way to have the see the finale of the film work out perfectly and i was like OK, I, I guess. I mean, it worked out. They played that smart, but it was still it felt so telegraphed.
1: I have a question about toxin, but I will save it until we get to the church scene.
0: Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah, there was I actually have some questions about that church scene as well. There's a lot that happened. It, it, there was a lot happening in this movie. It felt like I I had to give my full I always give my full attention, but I felt like I had to give extra attention because there were bits where the scene would just end and then the next scene was like, go, go, go. And it was like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to catch up. Like I'm trying to think there was a, obviously the bit at the very end with uh, the cop when his eyes and it just ends and then goes to them later. And I was like, oh, they're not even going to go into that anymore. Is that the end of the movie? But I don't know. There's a, uh, go ahead, Anthony.
2: Well, there was a scene where I can't remember. It was either Cletus or it was Eddie. They were like laughing. They, they said something and then they laughed and then like mid laughing cuts away. To the next scene, I'm like, well, yeah, some choppy editing, but yeah, I mean, this set, like you said, there was no, they they hit the gas from that first minute, and then they never let up. Yeah,
0: they really let there be carnage, and I think it yeah, showed so
2: forced. That was so forced.
0: yeah. I was like, what do you? That's not what you would scream. That's not what carnage would scream in that moment either. But I guess we've got to call out the title of the movie. That's the other thing too. Is I was thinking of as we were wa- as I was watching it, is like. You know, typically in a superhero movie, at least that we see is there's there's kind of a little something at the very beginning, right? Like an opening opening fight scene. And then there's usually like the midway through fight scene. And I, I'm just thinking of like Avengers Age of Ultron. There's like the opening fight with the Avengers. There's the the middle piece. And then there's the big fight at the end. And as this movie was going on, I was like, there aren't any fights until the very end. There's only one fight in this movie. and it's And that's it. I mean, again, it was a decent fight. But... The whole rest of it just felt so rushed Uh, in in some ways good, but for for the most part it just I, I wanted to spend more time learning about Venom and I did like and it's coming into my head right now, once they separated and he finally realized, like, I want to be alone, that whole scene was really good. I liked that, where he's just ruining the entire apartment and then he throws the TV out and (laughs) all of that. And then he's like, oh, well, wait, where did he go? Oh, also, what was up with the hobo outside saying I'm going to call the police? Right, you're not calling the police. dude, no, you're not calling the
2: police. (laughs) So one thing that I did wonder, okay, so when Venom is going from body to body, essentially just what killing the people that can't hold on to him for very long i guess
0: i i i thought maybe it was the people were so drunk that they couldn't carry i I don't know because i don't know why venom would do
2: that he went from probably four different people he went to the hobo then he went to the woman on the bike and then he went to somebody else and then passed out in the convenience store and then went to miss cho so he's going from person to person to person but then Carnage just latches on to Cletus, and then even Eddie makes the comment, or Venom makes the comment, oh, they aren't connected like we are, so he should have just been done way sooner, because Carnage looked like he was just wreaking absolute havoc on this guy, and Venom was just going to a Halloween party essentially
0: yeah an underground Halloween party I did like that bit where he's got all the the light rings around his neck and his arms and he's like aliens should be welcome in this country and I was like oh okay nice
2: (laughs) nice call out there buddy there was a part of that scene that I thought of you Alex I thought there's a part of this that he's gonna love did you notice the, I think it was a woman wearing a purge mask. Oh
0: my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And she's she, like, that. no, she's not my type, but I saw that and I was like, is there going to be something purge related in this movie? This
2: yeah. is great. I, I saw that and I go, Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Brian. Uh, yes, no, I, I definitely love that. I would call that one of the top five moments for me of the film. Uh, <laughs> it's It stood out pretty high up there. Uh, what, and it said, what, kiss me on there, but he was like, no, yeah. you're not my type. And I'm like, yeah, Well, then who is your type venom like everyone you're you're latching on to passes out and throws up on the floor? I think it was just because they were drunk. Brian, did you get that or were you confused about that, too?
1: I was I was very confused. I actually didn't like the costume party part much at all. When he he took over Mrs. Chen's body, I thought that was kind of the high point of comedy in the movie. And Michelle Williams was, again, wasted um, in this film. She was wasted in the first one. I don't know why she's there. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think she's she's too talented of an actress to be used in such a small role. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, again, that Halloween costume stuff went over my head. It was funny, like him talking to the crowd. I just don't understand why some noises are too loud and some aren't, but I thought yes! that was going to happen. I thought there was going to be some feedback on the speaker. That yes, was me too. Happen. Yeah, because even Carnage
2: screeches at one point, and I'm like, how does that not hurt? right yeah there was in another
0: the piece too where they made a noise and i was like that's not loud enough it's like it only has to be in a specific area but yeah when the the feedback on the mic they did it twice like when she had it i thought venom was going to be like you've got to stop that and he just grabs the mic and then when he like taps it it does it again and i was like wait what and, and then, then they it's the mic like yeah
2: right yeah. exactly yeah i did love how, how one person was like i love you and he goes. Thank you, one person. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, one person. No, that
0: was the guy who said, you're awesome. And he said, thank you. And then someone else said, I love you. I love you, too.
1: (laughs) It makes me think of Megamind and Brad Pitt's character where, I love you, Metro Man, and I love you, Random Citizen. Like, that's (laughs) that's all it made me think of. But it's like the first movie. Like, you just have to, I mean, simply, we're talking about symbiotes and aliens and everything else. But, like, in the first movie, speakers are too loud because of music, but the rocket ship taking off is fine. So, I mean... I just thought the sound thing was going to play a role and it just, it just didn't. Um, but the Mrs. Him taking over Mrs. Chen and the conversation of them flirting and stuff like that, that worked for me from that those awesome. two scenes from comedy to comedy. I liked that one a lot better.
0: Yeah, that was, and, and you may bring up a really good point too, about her being underutilized. I wasn't, from what I remember, I wasn't the biggest fan of her in the first movie. I was just like, cool. But in this one, every single scene that she was in, I didn't want her to leave. Like, every every time she was on screen, I was like, oh, you're saying that. Like, I love the fact that she, like, invited her to dinner, and she's like, uh, that's what normal people would say, like, to just fake it. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. But then that whole bit, and he's like, I'm, I'm right back here, and she's, you know, flirting with him, and her eyes changing was cool. Uh, and just the fact, I loved how Mrs. Chen was like, Just helping Venom, like I love that. And I know we see it in the trailer where she says hi, Venom. But I like that she got a little bit of a more role of helping with the chocolate. Again, I don't know why he can only go to one convenience store to get the chocolate (laughs) supply. I'm sure the local grocery store have tons of like organic chocolate that I guess is good for brains as well. But I don't know. That was say
1: that she's providing the chocolate
0: free of charge because
1: he's protecting her. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I think that's, that's really all it was. I think Michelle Williams was really good in this, in this movie. Yeah. Like whenever she was on screen, I liked it. And I'm like weirdly attracted to Michelle, Win- Michelle Williams venom, like I'm going to be completely honest there, Yeah, uh, but that's, kind <laughs> of point. Uh, but she was, she was better in this film than she was in the last one, but I still don't know why it has to be Michelle Williams. I don't know her yeah. well enough, but I like her in the greatest showman. That's what I know her best from. And I think she's really good in that film. Uh, and she just doesn't – she's
0: married to, to Hugh Jackman in The Greatest That's Show. That's right. I just remembered Hugh Jackman with R- Rebecca Ferguson, who yeah. I guess was the mistress, but yeah, I liked them better. <laughs> but I, I just
1: think she's so – she just doesn't seem to fit in the movie. I think they did a better job with her in this
0: one, but still I don't get why she's there. Every scene that she's in, it's it, it felt like both her as an actor and in the movie as being like the adult. Like every time she showed up, she was doing something that was completely adult-like. She's the one that has to come in and save the day. Like she has to come to the precinct to get Eddie. She goes and gets the symbiote. She's the one who, you know, shows him and is is the adult about, hey, I'm I got engaged. And then even at the end, when, you know, he's like, oh, kiss her. And she's like, no, no, nope, I'm not doing this. And she just leaves. (laughs) Um, there. I love, too, how she knew, like, Venom still, where she's like, who are you talking to? And he was like, no one. She's like, are you talking to Venom? And he was like, no, he's dead. And then she goes, like, Venom, you need to do whatever. And I was just, she talks directly to him. I love that. I
1: get liar, liar vibes from, like, their relationship because Jim Carrey, like, really likes his ex-wife and the other guy together. And like, he just, they approve of Dan. Now all of a sudden Venom really likes Dan at the very end. Like, yeah, that was great. (laughs) He's like, I like you. (laughs) I didn't like it when I was watching it. And now like thinking back on it, it was like, honestly, that was, that love triangle was kind of the best part of the movie for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, When
1: he
2: goes, are there going to be aliens? (laughs) She's like, no, there's not. not." And then when there is, he's like, I thought there weren't going to be aliens.
0: (laughs) And she's like, there's (laughs) multiple aliens. (laughs) Okay, Cool. Uh, yeah, and there's another bit too that they. Oh, yeah, when he shows up for. So let's. Uh, so at that point, I guess speed run through this. Cletus Cassidy is in prison. He's murdered a ton of people, and he wants to meet Eddie Brock because he thinks they're BFFs. Again, really, really flimsy background on that of like, oh, your dad was bad too. It's like, dude, we're totally different people. But uh, he becomes sort of friends with him, gives him some clues of where to find some dead bodies, which is what Eddie ends up doing. Uh, actually, and as I'm thinking of that, what did you guys think of that scene where Venom looks at the wall, sees everything, they get back to the hotel, or <laughs> they get back to his apartment, and, uh, he, and he lays out that giant tapestry and just it. starts drawing everything. Yeah, what did you think of that? Because I, at first I was like, okay, but then it was cool when it was done. I was like, okay, cool. Like, he's he remembered everything. That's really awesome. But it was just, the way he's just, like, going like that, I was like, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, I love how he was like, you know, he draws the one picture and then he's like, it's a house. And then he like grabs it and throws it away. He's like, no idiot. And then draws something else. And yeah. Well, like, I didn't get that. It's a tree. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. And then throws it. And then, yeah, it's just how he's like, he's like, I'm the one that cracked this. I'm the smart one. I have yeah. the best memory.
0: <laughs> yeah. My memory is fantastic.
1: I, I thought the first time on the big long piece of paper, he's like, I'm Picasso, like all, all of that, that was fine. I didn't need him to draw another four things. Like, right. Wait. I didn't get why he was doing That's that joke once. I don't know why you don't just point out the part of the picture that you wanted Eddie to see in the first place. Like, it right. that that joke just went on a little too long. I was fine with like Venom taking over his body. The visuals were really cool when it came out of his hands. I thought that was cool. Putting the 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 crime or the solving the crime the way they did with the internet and, and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was, I thought that was well done. I just thought that joke dragged on too
0: long. Yeah. They could have done like a LA noir detective type thing where he's like, I don't see it. And the tendril just comes out and taps that part of the map. And it's like right here. And he goes, Oh, okay, cool. Cause yeah. Then what he goes from picture to picture to laminated thing, you would put on like an Elmo type projector in school to then put on the computer. It was like, okay, dude. But, um, but yeah, so that was cool. Um, and and in doing so gets Eddie or gets Cletus to get an expedited uh, death sentence. And so that kind of gets him upset. We don't really see that gets him upset until the very end, but at that point he says, I want to see Eddie before I die. And he goes to Eddie. Eddie's trying to get a confession out of him, but instead Venom gets a little bit upset at uh, at Cletus for making fun of him or fun of Eddie about his dad and all that stuff. And in doing so, Cletus bites Eddie's finger, gets a bit of that blood and swallows it, thus becoming carnage. So when he gets killed, he doesn't end up dying. He busts out and kills a lot of people, goes into the prison and kills a ton of cops, kind of guards. He's ripping off things. I liked that scene. I thought that any, any bit with carnage was great. I wish we had gotten more with him. Uh, but again, I also wish it would have been a different type of carnage, that kind of skinny, lanky, creepy sort of demon type carnage versus this just felt like a, a little bit skinnier, more of a, a buff uh, Venom in a sense.
1: I thought somehow, some way, he, he Cletus knew about Venom, that he knew Eddie had Venom. I just thought it would it had to be the case that he knew Venom was there somehow. And it, he just lucked out by simply biting his finger and and... I I thought he was fascinated with Eddie because Eddie had venom and he, it just, it turns out he didn't know, like he just got lucky. And
0: I, I didn't care for that. Yeah, that was, I I thought the same thing. And then I was like, Oh yeah, he, he, I guess he had no idea, but then he does know. And obviously no one believes him when he's like, Eddie's got a secret and they're like, shut up.
2: (laughs) Um, I did love, and I know Alex, we talked about this earlier. I think Andy Serkis was the best, Possible director that they could have had who wanted to do Venom two, uh, yeah, to take on Carnage. Where as Andy Circus, his um, expertise in motion cap, like and I, I joked earlier that Andy Circus was probably showing up on set with like pool noodles taped to his back. Like, okay, <laughs> here's here's what I want this tentacle to be doing. Here's what I want this arm to be doing. I want this tentacle to turn into a giant blade when he just absolutely wreaks havoc in the prison, which. Oddly enough, he only kills the guards. I feel like he would just go complete nuts on everybody that he could. Yeah, I was there was expecting a lot of, that to lot, of lot of people out of their cells. What are you doing? Get, <laughs> oh yeah, because it's like nine. It's like nine p.m. When, isn't it when lights like, out? I'm I'm pretty sure lights should have been out by nine p.m. in Saint Quentin,
1: oh. but. All of that worked except for the tornado.
0: I didn't. Oh, that's right. T- he did the I little didn't. tornado too. Oh man. Yeah. And I, I, I know I told you too, Anthony, that he was. They're like, Andy, uh, Andy, what are you doing wearing just a loincloth while you're wearing these these things? And he just, he's like, No, I want Carnage to say ah, just like that, <laughs> kind of like when I was in. Do you remember when I was in Lord of the Rings? And they're like, We know, Andy. Please put a shirt on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guarantee it. But, you know, yes, I agree. I think there's a lot of that that he did a good job on in that sense where there's a lot of CGI in that movie. And I liked the whole bit in there that Carnage doesn't really speak. He just kind of wails for a while in that opening bit, which was good. But then eventually we start seeing more and more of that. And we find out that uh, the love of his life, the love of Cletus's life in this movie, again, I don't personally think he loved anybody, but he fell in love with uh, Francis bestman or basinger basinger, basinger, barrison, basinger? I barrister yeah. francis barrison barrison okay barrison like george harrison and uh so she is shriek and again like you said earlier in this brian and we'll let's start talking about this right now i loved her character i loved her performance i thought it was great that they included another venom character in shriek and that she had the cool screaming sounds but there was not a lot of info on her. Like, they just kind of, she shows up, she, we can see that she's been kind to Cletus and tried to protect him at one point, but we get zero backstory on her. We know nothing about her, only that she's the love interest of him. Is that kind of one of the things that irked you about it? Yeah, I
1: I mean, within the first two minutes, you you learn her powers, and you're like, okay, that's not a good match for Carnage. And I'm, mm-hmm. I am I'm glad it did I mean, I, I glad's an an odd term. I'm at least they didn't just overlook that part of it. I thought the visuals of of him breaking her out of Ravencroft and the Mustang in the air with with carnage kind of suspending the car. I thought the visuals of that were really cool. her yeah. eye they got shot out by the by the cop. Like the visuals of that were cool. Ravencroft herself. I, I actually, for the most part, her character worked for me until it until it didn't and it came crashing to the ground in that church scene.
2: Yeah. Literally with a bell on top.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that there's a lot of uh questions that arise from this church scene and and uh, the funny thing too is i'm a huge fan of ravencroft from the comics that's like such a big piece of a lot of things recently there's a ton of crazy people that live there norman osborne was running the place for a while they hid a bunch of like high-powered crazy villains in there like i would have loved to have just had a ravencroft movie that would have been really cool but i, I did love those scenes like you said you know he breaks her out of ravencroft prison and uh, I, I love that, and especially when she screamed and he's like, I hated that part, though, in, in a good way of like him being like, don't do that again or I'm going to bite your head off. I was like, oh, that's not going to end well when this movie ends, like someone's going to die. And so from there we get to this piece where uh, Eddie finally figures out what's going on, but he doesn't have a symbiote because Venom kind of left him and, or they left each other, I guess. And so Michelle Williams has to show up and she gets the symbiote. We get to see a little bit of she Venom, which was nice. Uh, But we kind of all the eggs get put into the basket at this church and the whole plan being Cletus Cassidy wants to marry Shriek and uh, have it be this red wedding where they kill all of the people that wronged them. Each of them having the one like we said, the cop and Eddie and Venom. And eventually uh, Venom shows up to this place and we get that classic line from the uh, from the trailer of him being like, nope, nope, that's the red one or a red one. We don't want to deal with that. There's actually a great bit in there, too, uh, with the priest where he was like, I'm going to kill you, father. And he's like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, not you, father. <laughs> not you, father. And uh, I liked that a lot.
1: I and I I don't get why. I guess and we, we may not be there yet. I don't when. Carnage finally decides to turn on Shriek. She hadn't screamed for quite a while. Like all of a sudden he just decides, okay, now it's time for her to, um, that, that really, and that's when Shriek kind of fell off for me, but the, the visuals of Anne in the coffin and then the cop behind the, I don't know how the cop gets into the church and Shriek didn't know he was there yet like that really oh you brought the you brought the policeman I wanted yeah that's the whole point of this wedding like she was surprised that he was there i don't i don't know like the, but the visuals in the church when venom suspends himself right in front of the stained glass window that we got in the trailer absolutely great shot and then the oh. shot on top when he says let there be carnage the if we could just watch that on mute the visuals <laughs> were incredible <laughs> with the yeah. light behind him i thought that was really cool the way it reflected off of his eyes most of the church stuff really really worked
0: visually it was beautiful yes well. yeah
2: i think it was smart that they also did it inside just one central location because i think there's been oddly enough so much backlash as far as like property damage in superhero movies it i mean it's so weird how you know in uh, avengers whenever like oh my god they absolutely destroyed new york and caused, caused all this damage and then even in batman versus superman when right. they made it apparent that they were on that island where there was no yeah. one around for no just casualties. And then this one seemed like it was smart. The only thing I didn't like was I was afraid they were going to go the same route as Spider-Man 3. where Where yeah. I got, a, when the, he was, uh, you know, store brand, Donnie Wahlberg was out on the scaffoldings. I was like, you know what? This reminds me of Spider-Man 3 when they're out on the construction site and then Peter ends up trapping venom inside all of the metal tubing all oh of the that's metal pipes, right and then yeah. runs around and then the sound is what causes ult- Venom venom's ultimate demise i was like okay i can kind of see and i hope they don't go this route and luckily they didn't but they did in a different way you didn't see so, the guy and- sitting
1: on the pew in the back of the church it was topher grace
2: was it no <laughs> Could it's it have so been, cool. though? Yes.
0: Based on <laughs> Especially, the credits, you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when that bell started ringing, I was like, oh, good. Now this is going to be a fair fight. And they, the, you know, that both the symbiotes kind of come off of them. And then in the the what? Half a second pause in between. They're like, let's come out again and try and fight. And then the bell rings. And I was like, is this going to like what time is it? Is it is it midnight? Like, are we going to get 12 bell rings? And then it stopped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is it only 3 a.m.? And then it rang again, and then they pulled the bell thing off. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm glad you're right. I'm glad they didn't go that same route, but it it was interesting how they utilized and chose to utilize sound in here because, again, they they chose some bits where, yes, this sound is bad to them. This sound, though, is not bad to them. and doesn't hurt them. But we get a great jump in, too, from Dan, where he drops the gasoline down and is lighting it on fire i thought that was actually kind of cool just the way that he did it of it being just this line of fire but even and he's like fire and sound fire and sound well it's really only just fire
2: and i was yeah, like okay. without the sound <laughs> without the sound i,
1: However, I
2: speak
1: i speak from experience that flame is going to climb up that uh gas that he's like that was right <laughs> that really took me out of it going that's not how that works it would go and explode that can sitting in his hand
2: that's what they did a blowtorch laying around and a gas can and a blowtorch up on a, it was a construction site.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the ending. So what, what is it from? And again, this is where I have some questions. So I actually don't know how, how the, I know how it ended, but I don't get it. How did they even, they they like shriek screams, but then the bell falls on top of her and she tries to scream. Does she die? Probably not. Yeah, she's, she's curled up in a little ball, like, in the bell just surrounded her. I was assuming that when she was getting ready to scream again, that she was going to just shoot the bell back up, and it would have, like, hit, it, but it just lands on her. So I, I don't know. Is she dead? Uh, The cop's not dead, obviously. We see that at the end. But I, I and I guess Carnage gets beat by getting eaten by Venom. That's right. Let's talk about that. So he says they're not a good match for each other, which kind of going back to your point, didn't hit me right i didn't sit with that well because they seemed like a perfect match that they both wanted to murder everything and the only reason they weren't a perfect match is because of that love interest which again i didn't see cletus really needing to have one it made sense for the movie but not in real life uh what did you guys think of that ending Brian? the only the only
1: reason the love made sense was so you could include another character it felt like them not being only because of her how did cletus ever meet her I, I i mean i guess i know how he met her um but it just only because she stood up for him I, it, it just didn't work for me they were a perfect match honestly they had one disagreement which eddie and venom have had countless times and they've they've won. yeah now obviously venom didn't want to kill Anne. like if that were the case then that would be something that they wouldn't be symbiotic with it, it was on par for what the movie was for me at that point i wasn't surprised and I knew it was going to have to rectify itself and rectify itself
0: quickly. Yeah. What about you, Anthony?
2: Yeah. For them, like you said, Brian, for uh, Eddie and Venom to have multiple disagreements. They had multiple disagreements in this film about chickens. <laughs> I mean, literally just about chickens. They had multiple disagreements about, um, I mean, the ending was fine. I, I think it does seem a little anticlimactic that you have somebody like carnage who is just a powerhouse who I, from the looks of it, it seems like, and I don't know anything about the comics, so Alex correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like Carnage is the Thanos of like Venom's little universe. Like, who can be worse than Carnage? Because he seemed huge. Yeah, and then that—that's what's absolute me. force. And Venom was just like, like Venom lost that fight. Like, out of ten rounds, he lost nine of the rounds, and then he got an assist by that Bell, and then just ate the. Ate what was left of him. I'm like, I'm, I'm not buying this. But yeah, the
0: uh, so it, as I'm thinking back on it, so Shriek screams, and that's what kind of sets Carnage off. But she screams the exact same way she screamed the other two times Carnage was around, and he didn't separate himself. He just hid inside of Cletus. But in this instance, he actually leaves and just sits on the ground for a bit so that Venom can eat him. So that part kind of didn't well, make sense.
2: And I think that Cletus at that point. He sees that Carnage is trying to take out Shriek and he's not having it. So I think he's trying to detach himself. Oh,
0: that makes, so I that think makes sense.
2: That, I think that might be part of it as well, that he's trying to get away and the sound of everything and put those two things together. And that's how they ended up separated
0: yeah so you're not wrong carnage is one of the biggest venom villains in a sense the only one bigger i would say is null who's the god of symbiotes and that's why i liked seeing Donnie cates call out at the end him and ryan stegman kind of created null recently that was only a few years ago but apparently he there, there's this god of the symbiotes that created the sword that gore the god butcher has the whole thing with hella like all of that's from null he just like is from the beginning of the universe he wanted everything to be death and blackness and created these symbiotes and uh, there's a really great backstory to that. But in the comics recently, like, there's this whole cult of Carnage where Carnage was dead at the time, and they're trying to revive him and bring him back, and we find out the only reason for that is so that Carnage can bring Null to destroy the entire planet. Like, Carnage is a big deal. And for them to just have it be eaten by Eddie, you know, he, he's had his moments in the comics where he just he he gets stopped, but he always comes back. And when I watched that, I was like, I don't see him coming back because he kind of just meshed back with venom unless someone else bites Eddie's finger at some point, maybe, maybe Peter Parker. I don't know, but. so we'll if,
1: if Maybe he'll just he, cut his, maybe he'll just cut his finger on a thing of soda and Stanley, he'll drink it and turn into
2: the incredible Hulk carnage version. Yes. There we go. So did you just tie venom into possible Thor love and thunder storyline as far as, the sword with I mean, it sounds like you piece two things together that i would not have pieced together well in any sense.
0: i i would i would take the credit but that's part of null's backstory is that's the reason why symbiotes are afraid of uh fire and sound is because of thor uh null i believe what was it? null came down to earth at one point and Thor was there and fought him. And it was like some, he, he was weak at the time, but because of the lightning and because of him smashing his hammer and stuff, like whatever it was, those sounds freaked him out and, and kind of killed him in a, in a bit. So yeah, they could easily do that if they wanted to. Uh, I doubt there, there's no way they're going to, but it would be great. Null, Null is an amazing villain. I was hoping that that would be the third movie is like them having to deal with that. But after this movie, there's no way they're going to tie that in at all. But um, but yeah, so then it it's ends. Stunning. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's funny. there's it's gonna be Tony, we're they, still trying to get the, the Venom Mobile. We're gonna see him riding the Venom Mobile in the next movie. So I I have a question about toxin and how like he
1: was basically just fighting Shriek the entire time. So how would Carnage become part of of this this cop or off-brand Donnie Wahlberg? Like I don't understand how he becomes infected with with toxin.
0: Yeah, absolutely no idea. And I'm, I'm looking it up here, too. I mean, there, it's confirmed that Toxin is the spawn of Carnage. Uh, Toxin bonded with police officer Patrick Mulligan. and uh, But it, in a way, Toxin was actually a good guy for a while. So there's, like I said, there was a comic s- a series where Venom and Carnage team up to fight Toxin because they don't want him being a good guy. So I don't know, though. When that scene came up, I had no idea who it was because I wasn't following who the characters' names or anything. But I'm like... Who, I was like, who is this? Like, they don't, I didn't know, it was a Shriek? Because it's the same eyes as Shriek. That's, uh, that's where I was at. It was like, right.
1: hey, I don't understand how he's a carry-on of, of Carnage. It does not make any sense. He never yeah. even really fought with him.
0: Yeah, it, it 100% doesn't make sense. I don't doubt that they're going to have a hell of a time explaining that and whatever they decide to do with him later because that's literally the, the like end of the movie. That's the, the climax is seeing him. And then from there... We go to them being on the beach. Venom made a joke about that at the beginning of the movie where he said, I just wanted to have the wind in my hair and the sand in my feet. And uh, he, we got to see that. I did like that, seeing his toes in the sand. That was nice. Plus, that was a big call out to another storyline on there, which is Venom Island, where that's kind of how Spider-Man defeated Venom in the beginning of the comics was he, they went to an island so that no one else would get hurt. Uh, but then they did that again recently where they took Carnage to the island to try and um, – stop him but it's not that type of island right it's a little bit different it's an island where they are actually relaxing and they go into a room and we see they are uh and that's how the movie ends but then we see also they talk about the lethal protectors which was great um that's venom's title in the <laughs> comics is the lethal protector and he's like what is that an 80s movie
2: yeah and and we need a cape out. and a mask yeah <laughs> no yeah. We, we don't we don't you already have that um one okay so one quick thing about going back to toxins yeah, I wonder if at one point because Carnage was holding him hostage behind the church pews, yeah. at one point, so maybe something of Carnage got on him. Yeah. I, I that, that could be the only thing that I could think that they would go back to when they—that's they, what they'd they, say. They, Oh, yeah, do you that,
0: remember that scene when he ha- held carnage by a tendril? That's what happened. That's when it happened.
2: Yeah. Oh, and, okay.
0: okay, and before it's we get to
1: true. the end it's credit scene. Show up on, it'll take 45 minutes before he shows up on screen in the next film anyway.
0: That's correct, yes.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> before we get too far, so, I and I, I found out why I thought this, but I thought that Tony Todd was the voice of Venom, but it's not. It's Tom Hardy does the voice of Venom. Yeah. And I And the reason why I thought Tony Todd was the voice is because he's the voice of Venom in Spider-Man 2. The video game. Which which I just looked at. I was like, I could have swore that it was Tony Todd that did the the voice. But that's because that's the most recent thing I've heard. But there were too many times where I heard Bane as Venom. Yeah.
1: What do you mean?
2: Yeah. Like, there was too many times where I just heard that tone. And I was like, and that's what I was like, okay, well, that's Tom Hardy. But that's Tom Hardy as Bane as Venom
0: yeah there were multiple times when he was talking where i was like did he just change his accent and say because like he's supposed to be having what is that Is it like a it's not a New York accent because he's in San Francisco, right? Like it's some sort of something. But it was when he was in the apartment and he's talking to Venom, he says something. I was like, that's Tom's real voice. Like I heard the British accent there and I was like, that's weird. And then, yeah, there's another part where I was like, that sounded like me. So I don't know why they again, you've got editors, you're watching this thing. It's only an hour and a half. It's not like (laughs) that much to look through. How did you not catch that and go, hey, we need to redo this? I caught not but I caught it too. Like, I was yeah. like, it sounded weird. Yeah, it was really yeah, weird. Even
2: there was this uh, shriek in the church, like Naomi Harris. I heard her British accent come out at one point, and I'm like, okay. where did that come from? But it was almost like she was overcompensating for, like, a southern Louisiana accent. I was like, I don't know where that came from. To and different. then
0: That's from Pirates of brand, the Caribbean.
2: Yeah, and then off-brand Donnie Wahlberg, at one point, <laughs> he had, like, a weird New York accent when he was interrogating Eddie before... Uh and Venom broke him out. It, it, so yeah, it's
0: a lot of questions.
2: It, maybe look up the editors. Maybe they're on the Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I'll I'm actually I'll double check that right now
0: and see. We'll we'll find out. I did notice that the editor was a, it's a name I wasn't familiar with, but uh but yeah, so that that's how it ends, is them kind of smiling in the sunset. They've agreed to become the lethal protector, which is great. Uh, we don't understand why that's the name they've chosen, but in the comics, that's because Venom is not really a villain. He's an anti-hero, but we don't really see anything about that in the movie. Uh, and then the credits roll. And again, you're like, wow, well, that was a quick movie. That kind of flew by. Though there was there was one or two times where I smiled to myself in the movie because I thought, this movie's kind of long. <laughs> and I was like, I shouldn't be thinking this, but but I was. Uh, but then we get to a very interesting post credit scene. Uh, film editing by Marianne Brandon and Stan Selfis. They had to have two people edit it. Uh, she did, okay, she did Force Awakens, Star Trek, Alias, Super 8, and Stan did War for the, the Planet of the Apes movies. Everything so, you listed for her was a J.J.
1: Abrams production. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so they probably said, hey, let's, uh, J.J. was like, hey, I-, I can send you this girl. She's great. Well, yeah, yes. that's exactly what I, JJ and Andy
1: Serkis like. They work together in The Force Awakens as well. So, because uh, I mean, it's Andy's- always
0: cool to see those connections that you you know they're they're making phone calls like, "Hey, we need an editor for this movie. It's the Venom movie. No one wants to do it. Can you please just?"
2: I <laughs> use don't want you a lot. <laughs> I don't have a yeah. lot of money. I have twelve dollars.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: It's but the uh, Patrick gif of I have three dollars. Yeah, uh, I have three dollars. I
0: always have three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But yes, okay, so what everyone – the part of this that everyone's been waiting for, I certainly wasn't expecting this in the movie, and this was – we'll see where this stacks up with you guys. But we get a a post-credit, mid-credit scene – there's no post-credit scene for this movie, but we get a mid-credit scene. Uh, Eddie and Venom are watching a Mexican soap opera on TV and commenting about it, and he says – And I loved this conversation because it goes back to that whole, you know, the planet of the symbiotes of, you know, we had a whole we have a whole race of symbiotes that this hive mind. I have so much information that you don't even know the half of it when Eddie's asking him about what secrets does he has he not shared? And he says, well, let me show you just a tiny little bit of it. And right when he says that the entire room starts shaking, they start vibrating. And suddenly they're in the same room, but everything in the room is different. it's gone from nighttime to daytime. And on the TV is J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, talking about the Spider Menace. And we see a full shot of Tom Holland with his mask off in New York, just like at the end of Far From Home. And uh, he looks at them and says something like, ooh, and then, like, sticks his tongue out and starts licking the screen. Uh, I'm assuming he wants to eat Spider-Man. Great. Uh, And then we get a guy who comes out and he's like, what are you doing here? And Eddie's like, I don't know. (laughs) So uh, this to me was the most exciting part of this movie only in terms of this movie. I don't know if it's exciting me for the future at all, because like I said, I just, I'd be fine if Sony just gave the freaking rights back to Marvel and stopped with all of this, but clearly that's not what's going to happen. And this is proof of that. So uh, Brian, we'll start with you on this. What did you think of that post credit scene? What does it mean?
1: Why would Peter Parker take his mask off in the middle of Times <laughs> Square right after being outed? That doesn't right? make a ton of sense to me. Just looking at it from an MCU perspective, I really, it it hurts my heart to think that this franchise is now sitting on the Sacred Timeline because I just don't want them, I, I don't want, Tom Hardy's Venom to be the reason that Peter Parker has to sacrifice himself to get Venom back to his universe and he goes along with him or something to that effect. I'm now fully convinced that Spider-Man No Way Home is the way of getting Spider-Man out of the MCU and into his own multiverse and I think Spider-Man's going to go away from the MCU for a while. If it was if it I would have been fine if it was Tobey Maguire, if it was Andrew Garfield, but the fact that it's now Tom Holland I think it's almost a guarantee that the hat that tom hardy was wearing on instagram the spider-man no way home production hat is real i think he's going to show up in spider-man no way home which now tells me there's no way that sony was going to the only way sony was going to push this film out of 2021 is if they were going to move spider-man because there's no way they could put venom in no way home without this coming out first i like you said alex it was the best part of this film. It really worries me
2: for the future of Spider-Man yeah. in the MCU.
0: Yeah, what about you, Anthony?
2: I don't know how Venom recognized Spider-Man because he sees him, and then so has he had an interaction with him before. I I don't know. I mean, you know, I from what everything Brian said, I basically just have to piggyback off of it and agree. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I did not know anything about Tom Holland or not Tom Holland, Tom Hardy wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home production hat. Uh, I didn't know that either. It could still be fake. I had originally thought I knew there was going to be some sort of connection with this mid credit scene. I thought it was going to be to Morbius. And I only say that because Jared Leto had tweeted something about Venom about two days ago.
0: Yep, Yeah. I remember that.
2: And I was like, That seems like a weird thing for Jared Leto to do, which obviously was probably like a publicist or somebody else. Um, The only other thing I'm curious about and how it's all going to tie together, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Ravencroft a big thing in The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Isn't that where Electro was at? Oh, I, I have not seen that
0: movie since I saw it in theaters, so I don't know. But uh, Ravencroft's a staple in Spider-Man's kind of rogues gallery of people. But it's also for the – like for Marvel Universe in general. Like that's – essentially Ravencroft is Arkham Asylum in the same way. So like okay. whenever they so need I, to send someone who's crazy, they always send them there.
2: So I'm just curious if there's somehow – because I think – and maybe it wasn't Electro. Maybe it was um, the the new Goblin. Or was it Green Goblin? I don't even remember. I, I absolutely Dane hated, the Hobgoblin. I, I I hated I hate him as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. so I was I immediately block all of that out of my mind, but I'm just wondering if Ravencroft and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 will somehow come back into play. The Ravencroft Institute for the Criminally Insane
1: mm-hmm. also appeared in The Amazing Spider Man and The Amazing Spider Man 2.
0: Well, there
2: you go. Look at that. So so maybe if somehow, you know, Electro ties in with that, which also brings it and maybe, you know, Venom recognizes Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but just sees the Spider-Man costume. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I'm excited. I think that I believe I heard that Spider-Man, Marvel, and Sony were going to have a working relationship for a while, you know, past the current contract they have set up. So hopefully that's true, but yeah, if this, like Brian, you said, if this is a way for them to get Tom Holland, Spider-Man out of the MCU and then just have Spider-Man be missing for a while, that might make me nervous, but I I don't Or even to share Tom
1: Holland. Like I don't want Tom Holland, even if he stays in the MCU, I really would prefer he didn't show up in these other projects. I mean, who am I to tell a guy not to take a job, but Most people can't differentiate the difference between the MCU and and Venom and and like they just think Marvel is Marvel. And if Tom Holland starts showing up in mediocre films, I think that has a bad effect to the MCU. Like at this point, the MCU has got enough
2: of a reputation that it probably doesn't matter. But I just don't want you guys bad film. Did you guys notice the T-shirt on the mannequin in the like Spanish soap opera they were watching? Did it stand out to you? To me, it almost looked like the like uh Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, like the window, like the different
0: it
2: it, and I and I might just be making that up in my mind. It it lingered on it. I kinda stared at it going, I wonder if that
1: is anything, but I didn't
2: I didn't like it it looked like an image they would use for, you know, like the the sacred timeline and everything that we've seen in loki with the tva and branching off but it just it seemed like the same almost silhouette of the design of the window from Mm. dr strangers and again i might just be making this up because i'm like oh are they going to tie it in this way because mephisto confirmed (laughs) the mannequin man yes (laughs) mephisto the mannequin yes um i
0: I think the way that I looked at it, because I was like, OK, Venom has no powers that allow him to travel through d- dimensions to Dimension Hop the way that they did. And it's it clearly looked like he had no idea what he did. My theory is they're away, they're on vacation, they're in a different country. The news is probably a little slower to get there by whatever amount of days, but No Way Home takes place right after Far From Home. So he would have just gotten that announcement of his reveal before going to Doctor Strange. My theory is that is when they manipulate the timeline. And in the trailer, when they're doing everything and everything breaks, that's what happens and pulls him through. So I think that moment is from No Way Home of him pull getting pulled into Spider-Man's universe that in the other movies as well, you would have seen Doc Ock do the exact same thing in that moment and get transported into that universe as well. So whatever happens in No Way Home, I think that's what pulls Venom in. And my question to you is there's a possibility in my head that this is them, I don't know, being able to press the reset button in a sense. When you look at it, theoretically in this universe, Carnage is dead, Cletus Cassidy is dead, shriek might be dead we got a cop who honestly who cares and you've got michelle williams happily with this other guy and you have all of the police and the army and whoever looking for venom and eddie brock they make that very clear that both of them aren't safe what a nice way of pressing a reset button to have eddie go into a new universe where he can start fresh doesn't have to worry about anything and maybe all we see from now on is just eddie and venom I would be sort of okay with that, but I still just, like you said, Brian, I just don't like the lingering effects of the Sony movies being involved in this. And if if No Way Home is a great way to put a cap on it and say, hey, we're moving on from all these other films. Venom's here. The other Spidermans are here. Bye-bye-bye. We're gone. Fine. I'm happy with that. That'd probably be awesome. But if they try to do what you said and, and have him be going in between five-star movies and 10-star movies, I just... I don't see it, and I think that sounds very needy from Sony to want to be that way, but I guess, I don't know, I just, I have a bad relationship with Sony because of their stinginess with the rights to Spider-Man.
1: I would rather Tom Holland's Spider-Man leave the sacred timeline than have Eddie Brock stay in the prime timeline.
0: Yeah, amen, I, I agree. We can and, find another and Spider-Man. That hurts, and that hurts my heart to say,
1: I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I mean, I, I, I love that character. So I hope we can kind of get the best of both worlds. I don't want Peter Parker to simply get a, another set of web shooters that can jump from multiverse to multiverse. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want it to be that simple. Uh, I mean, I would love for there just be um, maybe even miles Morales in one multiverse and then leave Peter Parker in the other one. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what they're doing and it, it frightens it frightens me but it, alex if, would you if would you expect venom do you expect venom to show up in no way home now in two months
0: with you saying what you said and based on the things i saw yeah i do even if it's i don't think it'll be not long no i don't think it'll be long and i'm just trying to decide yeah. if it would be a mid post credit scene or if it'd be actually in the movie but regardless yeah it, it's going to be something super short and we're not going to see a lot about it but again that's like I just look at it as like the person who shows up at the party that, yeah, we didn't mean to invite him, but like, <laughs> he's sh- like, can we just get him to leave? Can we usher him back out? So like, a couple minutes is fine, but I really don't, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about Tom Hardy's Venom that I'm just not a fan of. I get it. I'm entertained when I watch the movie, but it's just like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Like, I haven't watched either of those since theaters, and with these Venoms, I haven't seen him again since theaters, and probably won't. Like. They just don't have that same spark that the Marvel, the MCU movies have. So
2: correct me if I'm wrong, but Sony has the rights to all Spider-Man. Miles, Gwen Stacy, everybody, correct? section from a motion
0: picture standpoint, yes. Yeah. So they can they can't make TV shows. They don't have any merchandising rights, any you know, the money made off of any of that. But then the other thing, and hopefully you know this, Brian, is I, I always wondered was that set in stone when they signed the contract that it was Spider-Man characters in perpetuity or was it only at that time? Because like if, if Marvel were to create a brand new spider well, like Spider-Gwen or, or Miles Morales, those were after the contract was signed. Marvel, Marvel should be able to use those, but clearly Sony has the rights to every Spider-Man character or is it just those after the contract was signed? I I would have assumed it would be anything after the
1: contract was signed would be property of Marvel Studios, because I don't know why Marvel would then introduce characters like Miles Morales after that after that would happen. I mean, the whole reason they created the Inhumans was because they didn't have the rights to the mutants. Right. It's the biggest reason Inhumans exist. So I don't know why you would keep feeding that universe if you wouldn't ever get the rights to them. But clearly – Miles Morales is the rights to Sony because right, of right because they made an universe universe. And, yeah. and 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 everything else and and I believe uh, Miles Morales didn't make his comic book debut until 2014, so yeah. I don't know why Marvel Comics would would continue to create characters that they can't use at Marvel Studios, but there's obviously a lot more going on. I I I don't want Marvel Studios and Sony to get along so well that we're going to continue to see venom and every other i i just don't need to see all the spider-man characters show up in the mcu and if we get the sinister six and they pull it off perfectly I'll, I'll i'm expecting them to pull it off perfectly i have a lot of high hopes for spider-man no way home this just really makes me
0: makes me concerned yeah and kevin feige is clearly confident right like he said the whole bit about he's he's the character that can jump between cinematic universes but do you think Kevin actually got to sit down and watch this movie and be like, huh? So that's that's what they used with the footage I, I let them that, send. They okay. had to. I
1: mean, he had to have. I would assume he's. Is he not an executive producer? He was always giving his notes, even on like the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I would assume he's got some sort of special thanks in the credits somewhere. This, I don't this, had, to have been, this had to have been signed off on
0: by him, obviously. No EP credits, nothing. The, the closest thing is going to be uh, Amy Pascal producing. Okay. He even gave notes on like The
1: Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is stuff that right. came during the Sony leak of saying, hey, this stuff with Electro in the apartment really doesn't work. And Kevin Feige was absolutely correct there. I think it's something in Kevin Feige's contract that even with the the signing that he has some sort of say on anything associated with Marvel – he at least gets to see it and give his notes, whether they have to listen to him or not. They don't have to, but
0: yeah,
1: th- there's no way they do something like this without his, without his buy-off and was the buy-off simply, okay, we'll let you make the third Spider-Man film. If you let us do this, like a use, use Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton in the Morbius movie. That's, that's the other thing is like now is, is Morbius going to be on the main timeline? Like, I just don't want to let my mind even think about it Anthony I know you like Jared Leto I have a lot of concerns <laughs> for that movie so I I just I don't know is it just too much to ask to just give me a good Craven the Hunter movie and let's just move on
0: Yeah Craven's Last Hunt yes please the, I mean you could you could have a Craven trilogy if you really wanted to there are so many good Craven stories out there anytime Sony makes a new movie like I don't want to not like the movies I don't want to be this critical of them but every single time they keep doing all of those same things that we're so worried that they're going to do. And I just don't see how Kevin and the other, you know, the parliament is like, yeah, let's continue this relationship. Again, it's like trying to, to be with that one guy. That's like, yeah, you know, I guess we can keep him around, but we just got to keep him on a really short leash because he's kind of crazy and, but they're still letting it happen. So I don't know. Yeah. Good point. I I forgot about Morbius. I just, I don't care about that movie at all. And I love Morbius. So that's why it's just, I don't know. I I keep waiting for them to wow me, and they haven't yet.
2: I think what makes these movies Venom 1 and Venom 2 just so – they're fine because they're in their own bubble. Right. And and now they're starting to play with, okay, is it in a bigger bubble? Is this small bubble connecting to the big sacred timeline so that it's all one big bubble? Or is this one somehow passing through and it's just floating around and – it can float in and out whenever it wants to. Uh, if, I, I don't know. That bubble, if that bubble incorporated Andrew Garfield,
1: I would have been completely fine, and that yeah. would have been cool. Like, if you're going to bring Andrew Garfield back and put him as the Spider-Man in this universe, I would have been cool. But you're you're touching my precious Tom Holland, and it really it makes me worried. Well, they yeah. still could, couldn't they? I mean, I mean, they could absolutely, especially with all the rumors we've got of Spider-Man: No Way Home. I mean,
2: it's possible. Yeah, which, I'm looking at this picture you shared. That, Tom Holland looks too young in this picture. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, yes. Was he? I, it was Does on it his, his personal Instagram, so. I don't know. You
0: he know could, what, though? He doesn't have any makeup on. In the movie, All he's constantly covered in, like, weird, but you know, darker makeup. He's got a disheveled face <laughs> and beard, and here he just looks kind of clean-shaven and nice. Or oh, you just can't always see my face. <laughs> I, I was born in the – dark. actually, I have a cup. Hold on. <laughs> I was born
2: in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, that uh,
0: – and again, it's like I love to uh, – you got four Oscar nominees and winners in this movie, and none of them really stand out. Again, I, I love Naomi Harris. I thought she did great, but
1: – if if To put a bow on it, and I know most people are going to say – Brian wasn't looking forward to Venom in the first place. You're, you're correct. I saw it because I had heard about a post-credit scene and I had actually, I thought I had gotten spoiled and I, it turns out I didn't, it was a, it was a red herring, but I didn't expect to like it. I went in, I came out of the first one actually happy because I was expecting complete dog poo and it was just dog poo with maybe a few good things. But I didn't hate the first one as much as I thought I would walking out of this one, this one, I was very frustrated because I was excited for carnage and I spent 45 minutes getting to it. I was really critical about some stuff. I really liked some of the visuals and the post credit scene while, while cool makes me scared.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Anthony? What final thoughts do you have?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, it's hard for me to say whether or not a movie was good or bad and I have to just rank it on whether or not I enjoyed it or I didn't, or as now as our conversation earlier, Alex, Will I buy it on a physical copy 4K? Yeah. Or or will I not? And I don't have Venom on physical, so I don't know if I'll have Let There Be Carnage on physical either. Yeah. If you don't have, I can see the
1: I can see the uh, steel box for this one being really sick looking though.
2: I and it, I was
0: gonna say too. I think this movie does fine by itself. Like I, I feel like you could just own this movie. And if you'd seen the first Venom in theaters once, you're probably fine. And just watching this one. But uh, my my final question I'd say to you before we wrap this up is: Was this movie a Halloween movie? Came out in October. We got some creepy vibes. You got the Ravencroft. You got the this, that, and the other. Did you get any of that either of you? That this was like a good? Would this be a movie you would add to your Halloween collection? Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) I took my nine year old, and he gets scared easily, and he didn't get scared once oh uh, wow which doesn't make it a halloween movie for me wait
0: Swan?
1: yeah all right do you like it uh he did he he actually really liked it he's he i think he felt bad telling me he liked it because i asked him if he liked it first because i made the mistake of telling him about a couple what if episodes that i didn't like before he watched it so then i kind of muddied the jury pool there a little bit so i always ask him if he likes it before i tell him what i thought um
2: Don't spoil Jack's reaction on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos for us, Brian. That's true. Are you going to have a
0: Venom reaction on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos? Sure,
2: yeah, I can do that. Well, then,
0: yeah, we'll save his full reaction. But it didn't (laughs) didn't
1: scare him, but let's say the Halloween Kills trailer might keep him up tonight. Like, he did not enjoy the Halloween Kills trailer that we got. Oh, yeah, I got that,
0: too. Yeah. I got it, and I looked away. I pulled my phone out. I can't. I I saw the very beginning with the lady by the swing set, and I was like, I, I gotta go. I'm trying to go into that movie with as knowing as little as possible. I was gonna say only because you're you're trying to avoid the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the first. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm way looking forward to that movie. That's a. I mean, Halloween's in the name, but uh, that's a Halloween
2: movie. Okay. Yeah, what this, about you, Anthony? This, you think so? Uh, this will not be a Halloween movie for me. Okay. I don't even think my wife has seen the first Venom, but as soon as October first hits. The only movies that are on our TV are Hocus Pocus and Adam's Family, and <laughs> I hate Hocus Pocus with a passion. So I usually like the leave the worst.
0: room. It is the worst. They, I, we all hate it. That's awesome.
2: It's I so, don't. It. I, I cannot stand it. But she loves it, and she never lets me watch Ernest Scared Stupid, which always makes me upset every year. <laughs> um, but no, so this will not be a Halloween movie. But, but like you said, Alex, I, I think this. This could be a just standalone movie. You don't need to see the post credit scene of Venom. You know, you don't need to see the first one to figure out what's going on because it doesn't matter. And and this is the type of movie that if it's on TV, you can turn it on at any point and yeah. get the gist of it. I mean, half an hour in, hour in, five minutes before it's over. You're like, I, I feel like I got the gist of it.
0: Were you going to say something, Brian?
1: I was just going to say with hocus pocus, man, I live in Orlando, Florida. So everybody feels like they need to like out hocus pocus, the other people that l- they think they love it more than the other. And it just, the month of October is just. Pain. Yeah. So part, that's part of the
2: reason why I cannot stand it. So my mother-in-law used to watch our oldest niece after school before mom would pick her up and she would always want to watch hocus pocus. And she would, we would be sit there and we would watch the first half an hour before mom got there to pick her up. So I watched the first half an hour of Hocus Pocus every day for, I don't know what felt like 35 years. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't, I, I just can't do it. It's I, I hate it so much, but it's her favorite movie and I don't like sleeping on the couch. So. It's like yeah. the first
1: half of a Christmas story for me. I've seen that like 10 times more than I've seen the full movie. And I love, yes, Christmas. <laughs> I've seen the first half of a Christmas story so much, many more times than I have.
2: Oh, God, and it's funny because my wife hates that movie because her sister loves it and adores it. And that's the movie they play for 24 hours on loop on TBS on Christmas Day. Oh. So it would be on all day long for years and years and years. And so she absolutely despises it. So I think we're both on the same page as far as a, a staple <laughs> holiday movie goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh With that said, though, we're going to wrap this up. I guess my final thoughts as well. Like I said, I enjoyed this movie more than Venom. What I go, I'm go, i not going to go see it again in theaters, but if it is, like you said, Anthony, I think that's perfect. If it was ever on something, I'd probably throw it on, especially if I was watching with someone who hadn't seen it, just to be like, I want to see what their reaction is sort of thing. Like, am I the crazy one? But it was enjoyable, some good performances. I liked the ending. I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited to just see where this is going because I feel like we're moving into a direction where we know what's happening in the Sony-verse. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's where we'll leave it. Uh, Both of you gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Anthony, Brian, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much, and we'll see you at the movies.